Welcome to the Breakout Growth Podcast, where Sean Ellis interviews leaders from the world's fastest growing companies to get to the heart of what's really driving their growth. And now, here's your host, Sean Ellis. In this episode of the Breakout Growth Podcast, I interview Fred Shebesta, who is best known for co-founding one of the world's leading comparison websites, Finder.com. Their breakout growth story is one of constant reinvention, but overall, their mission has remained to help people make better buying decisions. Finder is based in Australia, where VC opportunities are a bit less prevalent, so Fred and his team have bootstrapped their breakout growth, expanding the team to more than 300 employees and the company's global presence to more than 10 countries. Despite this exceptional growth, Fred continues to take risks as he has set an ambitious goal for Finder to help the world make a billion decisions. Constant evolution and a willingness to take risks has also helped the company thrive through the challenges of COVID-19. So let's jump in with co-founder of Finder, Fred Chevista. Hi, Fred. Welcome to the Breakout Growth Podcast. Hey, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. And never see everyone who's listening. They found the ultimate podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's still a relatively new one, but hopefully it's it's uh, one that is on the favorite list for the people who are listening. Um, so it's great to reconnect with you. It's been a lot of years since we uh, connected back in Australia, and it looks like the business has come a long way since then. So um, it would be great if you could give a, a quick explanation of what Finder is so the audience can uh, can catch up and, and understand what you guys are working on. And maybe also the, the problem you originally set out to solve. You know, we started in Australia. Um, I, I actually wanted to uh, build a blog um, back in, this is 2006. I know that's, again, a long time ago when blogs were kind of fancy and new. And I wanted it to um, rank number one for the keyword credit card. And it was just a, a fun thing to do. Um, and um, I thought, what kind of website could we build? You know, what kind of problem could we solve? And I thought, well, you know, making decisions and learning and how to save money and get a better deal on your financial products is something which I naturally do and I'm very, you know, passionate about. And I, I thought, hey, let's start writing about that. So, you know, we wrote a student credit card blog and a, and a whole section on that, and that started ranking really well in Google. And I realized as we kept on building it, this business is a real, a real... Um, I guess a real growth engine in that it's you know it's a it's a it's a business which which helps people at the end of the day it's a free service and it helps you make a decision about your life and and we started in credit cards uh, we, we obviously moved to mortgages and home loans um, you know, insurance um, all sorts of things I think we compare over a thousand different categories now but 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 you know going back I think the mastery we spent of building websites and marketing on them on the internet for other clients. That was our first business. It was a digital marketing agency. That's the, the, the mastery we took to building our own business, which I don't think, um, you know, we, we set up with a great strategy. We, we, it was really, I'd say we remixed someone else's business model, which is comparison. And we added a lot of our own uh, marketing techniques to that. Mm-hmm. But you can, but it sounds like even from your earlier agency days that you could at least see where the demand was in terms of in terms of like Google volume and if you could if you could fulfill that demand with some information for comparison that you're 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 providing something that customers are looking for. Yeah, we we, we are like quite Google data driven in that sense. Um, we check we check you know the trends like that, but you know there are emerging trends that. Google, Google doesn't have um, immediately, which is which is you know more fun as well. We sort of evolved past that, and, and, and you know I think, but that's 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 sort of the, the the idea is if you can start from some sort of demand and always be fulfilling that and looking for that next thing that people want and being able to deliver that to them, that's. That's that's the that's sort of the, the foundation of how we think and how we try and, and operate. So today the business then is an extension of that. It's it's comparison for a lot of different financial instruments. To, and does it extend beyond uh, finance? Yeah. So um, you know we we went into 
um, we compare cryptocurrency, uh, learn a lot about cryptocurrency, a big journey on that, um, and blockchain and all those kind of things. Uh, you know, where to buy certain coins. Um, we, we, we help people um, compare on uh, online mattresses, um, compare shampoo, barbecues. You know, there, there, there's... Wow, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty... It's a, it's a long tail then. <laughs> right, you know, and, and, and like zooming out, but there are some big categories, right? So flights and hotels are pretty, pretty solid red oceans today um, and not, not something that, you know, we're going to innovate on overnight. But there are gaps. There are different places in the value chain where we tend to focus. And I think that's, that's the kind of business we've built, which is a very content-led business. Um, and then we build products and services which go over the top. And I can talk about some of our, our new things, which is we're trying to change from a, a media company, I guess, into a product and technology company, which is which is kind of a, a, a massive pivot as an organization. Right. So yeah, please tell me what what uh, what how what does that look like? What is what do the specific products look like? So our, our, our new our first product uh, we built is an app. Um, it's the Finder app. Um, but what it does is it is you connect up your bank account, you connect, uh, you, you get a free credit score, and then we start to tell you uh, where you can save money. So we've got thousands of comparisons, right? And we analyze your transactions and your and your credit profile, and we basically can give you automatically ways to save money and get a better deal. And, and I know that sounds like science fiction, right? It sounds like a robot that's working away and managing all your money. And, and that's where we want to you know, get to. That's what we want to build because we realized, and, 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 and I'm a big fan of Clayton Christensen, what is the biggest impediment in terms of people consuming more comparison and our product? And you know, we were trying to make an innovation. Um, and, and, and we realized it's just really hard and annoying to compare things. It's like a lot of work. And we think that the actual barrier is not our competitors. It's actually nothing to do with that. Um, and there are lots of other businesses that do what we do. We're not first. We're like well and truly Samsung when it comes to um, smartphones. Um, and but we, you know we're a great fast follower. But we thought, hey, let's. How are we going to innovate? Well, we're not just going to skate to where the puck is. We need to skate to where the puck's going, right? And and the puck right now we think is that the world is going to be an open data uh, where you can give permission for your data and you want to get back valuable information and decisions that you want to make about your life. Right? I think there's this new world emerging. There's this wave cresting and forming. It's really forming up around the world. And 73 different uh, governments around the world are actually uh, putting open banking in place. What's, I'll give you a quick background on what's open banking. It's it's basically where you can give the permission for an, a third party application to use your banking data, and and so we think this is where the what the future is going to look like, and we want to build towards that future, and 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 we think that's we're kind of like disrupting ourselves in a way, which is you know pretty pretty wild in and of itself, uh, you know. But the, the core thing is, is coming back to the customer, right? The original idea, and we, we talked about at the start, is what's the problem they're trying to solve? I think it's the same problem. They want to make a decision, which home loan should I get, right? Which one should I, which one, you know, how can I save some money? How do I get a better deal on my car insurance? That's the core question, right? And everyone thinks that every day. They don't do it every single day. They do it, you know, depending on the product, every three, six months, you do a big cleanup of all your products. And... But in that moment, right, in that moment in time, what's stopping people from doing that? And we think that is it's too hard. It's just too hard to do. And what we want to do is bring an easy, uh, simple way that's easier than, than anything else. We don't want to compete on necessarily. We're not going to be, we're not the biggest brand. Like people don't know us in the US and they don't know us in the UK. They, they know the finer brand in Australia, but, you know, it's a, it's a gro- we're, we're growing in, in, in the US and the UK. And, and it's, it's they are good businesses, but we don't think we can compete on, on that. We need to compete on delivering a, a more convenient and better product than 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 and a better experience that exists out there. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you're also kind of going from 
where today you're sort of intercepting that intent as they as they come and look for for better deals and whatever kind of uh, area that they're 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 seeking comparisons with what they already have, and you're looking to replace that with kind of storing already what they're using and being able to to potentially push uh, deals to them that that shows you know you could save on your car insurance here or you could save on your credit cards here. Is that am, am I getting it right in terms of what you're looking at on the product side? Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. It's a, it's an easier experience. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a faster way to compare. Yep. So yeah, once you once you're connected in with the bank accounts, I guess that you you have the ability to see what they're paying for just about anything, and and can offer can offer uh, alternatives that that can save them money without them necessarily taking the action of going out and looking for those. Um, alternatives because you already know if there if there's a way to save money which which makes a lot of sense. So I, I find it really interesting that you're you're looking at that pivot um yet uh yet the business is, is really um at, at a point where where it's already a very valuable business and something I was reading earlier today had you listed on the uh the young rich list and and uh it looked like Putting your putting your net worth in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and I, I assume that's all tied to to Finder. Um, so you know, to to me that um, that that shows that you you clearly you clearly have gotten the business to a point where it's already very valuable, and uh, and then that's a, a kind of a bold move then to to essentially say, okay, what's what's the next direction that we take it in that that potentially disrupts ourselves? Correct, you know, and that's. I think I think you know Sean when when you look back in time I think to to go from being a, a good business to being a great business you got to take big risks and um I, I actually think unfortunately and this is this is just I guess talking out loud but in Australia you know we're it's a culture of not taking as bigger risks, I say, I think, you know, I think Americans do an incredible job and I, I love America and I love the ad. I have, I have so much admiration for American entrepreneurship. Um, but I think we've gotten ourselves and we've tested a lot of things and now it's time to back ourselves. It's time to say and show the world what we've learned and go and execute and deliver that. Not exactly, not exactly, you know, the, the, it's a pretty scary thing to do, right? You go and build an enterprise and it's got a lot of value and then you put it back all back on the line. Um, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, wouldn't necessarily do that. You're right. But um, I think, you know, I want to create a, a, I don't want to create a unicorn company. I want to create a Phoenix. I want a business that keeps reinventing itself and keeps, keeps reimagining itself and um, carries on forever. Uh, you know, I, I think one day Finder will die and everyone inside the company right now is preventing that for as long as possible. And and and, and now I'm going to make sure of that. And one of the ways to do that is to, to reinvent yourself. And and that's, that's, that's this is not going to be the first time. We're going to keep doing this every three years at Finder. Mm-hmm. So you've, you have gone through these reinventions along the way already? Yeah, so we were, you know, a credit card company in the beginning, just credit card comparison, that's it. And there were a lot of great credit mm-hmm. card comparison sites out there and businesses. Um, and so we thought, nah, we're going to reinvent ourselves and we're going we're gonna to do more than that. And then we started getting into shopping, you know, we've got discount codes. So we've started reinventing that side of the business um, and, and broadened that. Um, we've, we've then obviously um, started to build products and technology now and offering um, you know, I guess robo advice in, in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I think that's that's the path, like that's the journey where yes, it's probably the same problem, but we need to go and reinvent how we deliver that and and create a better product and a better and an easier way for, for, for customers to do that. Yep. And so have you each time you do that, do you really need to dial in product market fit again each time, or how, or or do you have most of it from what you're moving from? How does that work? Yeah, you con, you know, I just I constantly I spend a lot of time. I don't know, maybe this is I don't know what if other founders do this as well, but I I, I listen to customers. You know, I interview them. I, I dial in and listen to their um um 
you know, what they've got to say and what they're into. And, and, and I, um, you know, I, I, I listen to their problems and, 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 and what they're trying to solve. And I think that's, that's where, you know, a lot of my ideas and vision come from um, is, 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 is it, and it's not necessarily asking the questions and, and getting confirmation on something. It's, it's, it's the comments and uh, sort of feedback they give that is unprompted. And that's really hard to translate unless you, you know, you're there listening to customers um, but, but, you know, I, I think I always come back to the same problems and I'm thinking about that, that customer and I've got the, the picture of them in my mind. And I think, you know, what, what would they do with this product? How would they feel about it? It's probably what a lot of other founders do, I could imagine, but it's, 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 it's definitely one of my passions. Right. Well, I think it's interesting though, because I, I think there are a lot of founders that, um, you know, you you go into a customer conversation with the with the goal of of confirming your hypotheses rather than the curiosity of really trying to understand and and adjust what you're doing to feedback that you're getting from customers. And it's it's really hard to to keep that that open mind and keep keep you know stay really flexible as opposed to the, just that that confirmation bias of uh, whatever you hear. Oh yeah, okay, good. That supports exactly what I want to build. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but it's, it's interesting. I, I think the other piece for you, as you're looking for product market fit, it sounds like you've in a single market evolved the product quite a bit over the years, but then as you've pushed into some of the other countries, I assume you have the same thing. You're, you're running into a different competitive landscape in each country and certain needs that you fulfill well, maybe in Australia, in the UK, that's already fulfilled pretty well by someone else. And so how, how's been the, the, the path of, kind of dialing in product market fit in each of the countries you've expanded into. You know, it's, it's interesting. Each, each, each market, um, I, I, we apply a similar process, but the stakes get higher, right? The competition gets more fierce and, and there are markets where it's not, where it's much easier. And, 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 and that's a little bit, you know, you can use some of the, the prior knowledge and, and prior insights around customers. Um, and a lot of, you know, a good 80, Four percent is on the money, and you've got that last sixteen percent where you really got to understand the local environment. You know, in, in Australia, travel insurance is a is a popular product. In the US, no one buys travel insurance. You know, you can compare you can compare energy uh, in the UK, and it's a very very expansive. There are seventy six different energy companies in the UK, but in 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 the US, you know, Mister Edison he invented electricity, and so he's not. <laughs> You know, he's still turning the crank. Yeah, he's 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 scratching on the lid, going, "Let me out!" Right? You know, <laughs> um, and, and 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 so you know, you you got to you got to uh, you know, you got to be really mindful of the when you when you what we what is very challenging and quite unique about the problems that we experience is that a problem we solve in one country is not necessarily a problem in another, and um, what I'm what what we uh, are learning to do is operate as a global company to solve global problems. And and, and, and and again, that was a reinvention of us as a company. You know, we could have just been in a great Australian company, cool. But to become a great, you know, global company, it requires very different contexts, thinking and interviews with customers. And that's something which, um, I, you know, I've always found challenging, but um, now I'm, I'm actually loving the problem and, 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 and see it as a great challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, has uh, has COVID affected your business very much, or, or is it not not too much of an effect on your business? Uh, definitely. You know, we the credit products um, um, were, were, were really affected all around the world. You know, banks really pulled back, and that affected our revenue. But because we were very diversified as an enterprise, um, we've been able to um, build up a lot of other categories. Um, and pivot very quickly because we're quite a nimble. You know, our third value is five values of Finder, but the third value is go live. And that means we have a bias to putting things live on the internet. Like we really go live fast, probably sometimes a little too fast. Um, but, but, but that's what we get stuff out there, right? So, so as COVID happened, we, we, we came alive because 
Yeah, what especially happened? in a crisis, having that mentality can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, 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 the, 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 the other thing um, the, that ha- started to happen, um, and, and the way I look at this is, I think during you know, the real deep part of, of COVID, what happened was, is it's, it's like all the, all, the, all the pieces of the board, the map got changed. Right. It, it reshuffled, you know, we reshuffled the deck, everyone put it away and laid out the new pieces of the internet, you know, you know, and, and so many massive internet companies were broken and it created this huge opportunity, you know, like um, if you typed in a uh, personal trainer into Google, you didn't get, you know, and you clicked on the first result, you couldn't actually get personal training from that company because they weren't, they couldn't see you in person. And so every ranking had a problem in Google. It was broken, which creates a huge opportunity for, 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 for companies to pivot and adapt and evolve. And, 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 and so we, we really, uh, we did that in, in, in the personal um, protection equipment and the PPE stuff, right? We, we launched a massive face mask, hand sanitizer um, comparison and, and, and people didn't know where to buy those things. And so connecting up buyers and sellers became a new business for us, which we were already, you know, set up to do. And, and it really, it skyrocketed uh, our US business to, to offset some of the, uh, the challenges we were having um, in Australia. But again, that doesn't come, the only reason we could do that is because before we reinvented ourselves, we were ready to, you know, sacrifice our focus from our core business of what makes money and go, look, in the future, we need to go and do more than that. Let's take some focus and diversity and investment off what's already working and go, nah, we're going to reinvent ourselves and be ready for the future. And so when it did, when it did happen, we were ready for that. It, it, it played into um, uh, other parts of our businesses that, that ordinarily wouldn't have been an advantage. In fact, they probably were, were annoying and distracting but they became the actual assets that, that, that have helped to drive the company forward. And now obviously things are re, re, you know, re, the decks reshuffling again. Um, but I don't, I think those new businesses will always be quite strong and, and, mm-hmm. and carry us forward. Yeah. And then, and then the old ones, as they come back online, hopefully you're still in a good position to, to have that part of the business going. So hopefully, hopefully it means you come out the other side being uh, stronger than you went in. Uh, so one of the questions that I, I, I probably should have asked a little bit earlier. I think I know the answer, but how, how do you guys make money then? Is it, is it through referral fees? Yeah. So referral fees or some, some models are different. So there's cost per sale in shopping. There's, there is cost per click. So some, some verticals are cost per click. Some are cost per lead. Some are cost per, um, you know, um, approved applications. So they need to like actually, for example, you know, turn on their credit card and activate it. Uh, there, are, there, there are also different models. It all comes back to the same thing. It's all just a conversion rate, CPC, whether it's CPC, CPL, because it's just a, it's just a factor of conversion rate. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a level acquisition cost of some sort. Correct. Correct. It's just that we we offer more more ways to be able to to, to monetize uh, and pay for that as a as a as a, as a, as a you know, from a partnership perspective. Um, and it's just you know it, we don't really mind which way you do it as long as um, you know, we get, we obviously, uh, can get a fair remuneration for, for the traffic that we've got. Mm-hmm. And then do you, do you negotiate each one of those deals separately with, with partners or, or is it, um, are you kind of plugging into standardized programs that they have? Some are, you know, some are off the shelf, you know, it depends on the maturity of the business, you know, obviously in the U S and the UK, they're, they're younger, they're about three year old businesses so they don't have direct relationships with everyone. Um, but you know, a lot of the majority of, of partnerships in Australia would be direct. Uh, there are some, there, there are, obviously that changes over time. And I think, you know, I think it, it, it's, it's a maturity thing, right? It takes time to, to build those relationships and, and show the value. Makes sense. Yeah. I assume you probably, you can, you can plug in a whole bunch right in the beginning and then, and then over time you, you're able to demonstrate volume where you can go and, and, uh, kind of talk through, we're going to keep you plugged in here or not and, and be in a better position to kind of work out what, what makes the most sense on both sides on a more of a direct, direct deal. Um, 
So, uh, so one of the, obviously the, uh, the key focus of, of this podcast is really trying to understand growth and how it works. And I think we've got, I think I got a pretty good idea just for up to this point, even part of it is just, there is no growth without product market fit. So a lot of it is just having that, that nimble approach to, uh, evolve the business model as, as kind of intent, uh, evolves from, from people out there and expanding into other categories as they start to emerge, particularly like crypto and things that, um, you know, when you started the business, there probably was not much intent around that. And as you saw that emerging, you could, you could start to plug into that better. Um, but what, how would you describe what uh, kind of the key growth engine for the business? What, what do you think is kind of the most important thing that's, that's driven growth up to this point? I think it comes back to starting with our, you know, the customer problem and focusing on the marketing first. Um, you know, as an enterprise, you know, we 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 work out how to how to how to uh, find problems, and then we've, we 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 obviously adapt that with very quickly to to how we're going to market and and bring in and, and customers to to solve that in a in a very quick way. Um, and then I, I think now the future. Um, we, you know, we're evolving that to, to build products which are, you know, sticky and, 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 and long-term valuable for people. Um, so, 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 you know, I think a lot of companies when, when they think about, and maybe this is just us, I, I, I think about marketing a product before we even build it. Um, I'm thinking about how are we going to market it? I, I, and maybe that's just my mind or maybe it's where I was trained and, you know, in the beginning. Um, and, and then from there, I, 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 we kind of build the product to, to fit the marketing, which is, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not. Um, but I think that's probably a, a, a big centerpiece of our, our growth engine. No, that makes a, that makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, too many, too many companies kind of start with, need let's let's just fulfill that need and then okay we'll figure out growth afterwards and then they f- they find out that there's not really any way to drive rapid sustainable growth on the business so i mean ultimately a successful company is going to have to check a bunch of boxes and and growth is going to be one of those boxes so thinking up front is there a need can we fulfill that need and can we can we capture the market of people who have that need and and getting all those pieces going is is a big part of of building a interesting business. You could build a small business maybe without that, but, uh, who wants to do that? That's, that's kind of a, you know, not a very, um, fulfilling way to do things. So, um, I, I know I, I looked, uh, at the company and some of the, some of the twists and turns that you've taken over the years. And it, it sounds like one of the, one of the more challenging times or maybe more than once is, is some of the changes to the Google algorithm as you've, uh, as you've navigated um, growth over the years, would would you say that's probably the, the biggest challenge that you faced with the business? Yeah, I guess pivoting. Um, you know, uh, you know, we, we had a big Google penalty that was not easy uh, to deal with, um, and 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 get out of that. Um, which you know, we have a ninja sword, you know, a real ninja sword that hangs in our our uh, reception area, um, and it reminds us of. Um, our tactics can be very sharp and can cut us, but also be very powerful. So you got to be careful. You know, you push two tactics too far and you get cut, right? Um, yeah, especially with Google. Google can be pretty harsh. Very harsh. Um, and 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 that's fair, right? You know, I think they they offer a service. Um, the, the the other things, you know, I think this COVID experience has been extraordinarily challenging as well. And I say that because. You know, if you're 12 people sitting around in a room and, and you have an all hands and you, you buy a couple of pieces and you can turn around to everyone and say everyone by name and tell them what we're going to do, you know, that's cool. But, you know, when you're 300 people and you're in, you know, 10 different countries and you, 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 you know, different time zones and different languages and different, um, you know, government rules and different government responses and, you know, all sorts of cultural intricacies around, a global pandemic, I, I would say that was probably something which, you know, the Google penalty kind of prepared us for, but I don't think the global, um, you know, challenge uh, I was I was ready for, but I feel we, we dealt with quite well. 
you know, the Google penalty was overnight as well, right? It was just, you just lose mm-hmm. your traffic, bang, it's gone. <laughs> you wake up one morning, yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's just not there anymore. Right? Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, and I think this is a similar one. It's like, well, you know, we just had four of the biggest banks turn off your, turn off our programs, bang, gone, right? And, and what are you going to do? Well, let's go and reorganize and re, you know, what's the opportunities? And, you know, I, I think we kind of looked at it in two ways is defense and offense. And in throughout that, you know, my other founder at Finder, and we have a co-founder, Jeremy. So Frank really led the, the defense and Jeremy as well. And, 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 and they focused on that. And I kind of led the offense. So we kind of split, split up our, our focuses. Um, and I think that's how you got to approach any situation, right? I love when big things come and sidetrack um, and, and, um, figure out how to um, um, adjust and how to um, find ways to to evolve. That's awesome. That's 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 great because you've got problems that you now realize are weaknesses in your company that you need to go and solve, and you turn up all of this, you dredge up all the stuff that were sort of metastasized to your company and processes, and you know you weren't actually ready to deal with. And you realize that the weaknesses in your company that you can harden up, right? And on the second, what I think it also does is it presents a whole range of opportunities where some of the some of the things which weren't working in the past actually now potentially will work. You just needed to give it a little tweak or something was you know, just into a little adjustment. And I think that's what I found through this experience. And maybe this is just this is just my personal experience, right? I'm sure everyone's had different experiences, but when I take the lens and look from a new paradigm, from a from a from a different you know perspective, it gave me incredible insight into Finder and what it's all about and what it needs. And I wasn't I wasn't uh, able to see that um, before, um, but I think I would never. Uh, I I actually felt we, we we adapted quite well, and I would have never expected the things that I've learned to be able to learn without it. So I'm kind of, I'm actually, this is sounds strange, but I'm kind of grateful. Okay, good. So Fred, you were talking about that you, um, you've got, you know, 300 people across all these different markets and having to navigate COVID with this big group of people, um, probably a little more challenging than when you were in the, the super early days if you were having to do it. So maybe you could give a little bit more context into how you're organized, sort of what, do you have marketing and growth teams or what's what sort of the majority of the employees do in the company and then who, who focuses on actually trying to grow the business? Yeah, so today, Quanda, uh, I would say, is majority made up of um, writers and uh, publishers and, and, and data crew. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, it goes back to our content history. Um, and I think that'll still be very strong. I think it'll carry on. Um, and I don't think it'll ever end. I do think that um, the, the the future uh, of Finder will be a lot more engineering and product led, um, which is you know the next sort of I'd say chunk of hires at Finder will be from a, from that perspective. I think to give another bit of context as well, Finder's never had any funding, so it's a completely bootstrap company, um, which is kind of different, I think, from 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 some companies out there. Uh, and maybe comes back to our, you know, there's a real lack uh, or, or has been traditionally a lack of um, VC and, and venture uh, and, and angel funding in, in Australia. It's just not a, as big a market um, and it's not as big a, a scene and ecosystem yet. It's growing. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, and so you kind of have to power your own ship and power your own steam, which which is kind of interesting because it makes you run a real business, you know, and make profits and pay dividends and, you know, do what real companies do, um, and 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 I think, but that does also impair growth, right? If you can't take as big a risk and as big a punts, um, you know. So when you get a big crisis, you know, we had to really, you know, rely on our structure, um, you know, and our our our, our diversification. Um, of leadership around the world. And, you know, we have local CEOs in each of the countries and they manage their crew. Um, and then there's kind of like a, a, um, a, a leadership, a global leadership team that sort of runs the company, um, which I think is great, right? 
I think that uh, the, the, the main thing that, that sort of happened um, to, to get that information out was, you know, just really up the communication frequency dramatically, um, which was very unusual. We sent everyone home probably, um, you know, quite early in March um, because we just thought this is going to get really out of hand. And so we just made an early call. Um, and we just started communicating, you know, over and over again, and 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 that that I think was a was a was a key way to build that 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 um, you know get that alignment and communication out. I, I don't think it's easy to get um, fast context. At, you know, it's a bit slower. I've also found you know we start we started to write a lot of narratives now. So you know we write down a story about what's happening in the background, and we share that before meetings now, which is traditionally not been um, something we did, we've done in the past, but now uh, we've started to do. And, and that's been able to share that context when everyone's remote much quicker. Um, and I found that to be a very, very effective technique to, to give the why. The why is much harder to give, I feel, digitally. You know, when you, when you, when you get to walk around the floor and just bump into people and just share the context of what's going on and why, that's, that's you know, obviously... Um, an organic way of doing that. But when you're all digital and you're, you're all remote, it, it's a little bit more challenging, more difficult. And I found, you know, that's probably where we need to evolve and, and try and figure out how to get around that and what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And so how, how do you actually keep um, everybody kind of focused in the same direction? Is there, do you have a North star metric? Are you familiar with the, the concept of a North star metric? Yeah. You know, um, our, our goal um, is to um, help the world make a billion decisions. So we 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 um, we're up to about seventy four million decisions that have been made on Finder, um, and and so you know we've got a fair journey to go. <laughs> um, but um, you know that that you know when you start from that idea right and work backwards and go okay how are we going to help people make decisions and and then you're like well what decision, decisions they're going to make and what's the information they need to go and make those decisions and what's the way in which they gain awareness about those decisions and how do they start those journeys and you step all the way back to the customer and where that all begins you know then it kind of informs you of well, what we find it informs us to what what to do and where to go and i think the other thing about that is how do you speed that up well i think that's where we started to realize and started to really focus on is making it easier um, and, and we have enough, we have a few other metrics that sort of, you know, splinter off that North star metric, but that we always come back to that idea of let's get, help the world make a billion decisions. Mm-hmm. And so do you, do you look at it on a, on kind of a weekly basis, number of decisions or how, how sort of, what does that, what does that decision dashboard look like? Is it just that cumulative number growing over time or are you able to compare progress month to month, week to week? Right, right now, I think, you know, it's broken down by country, by, by vertical or, you know, niche. Um, and so each one, you know, that's more realistically day-to-day. But the overall goal, anyone can sort of tap into that and look at that in an overall sense at any point in time. But it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's a good high-level meta idea and number. But I think that the better number is when you zoom in. And, yeah, everyone knows every day, um, and every week, and, and we review that weekly. You know the decisions that we've helped people make. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, as a uh, as a as a company that's funded off of its cash flow, probably probably decisions that generate uh, a lot more money y- y- are, are going to carry more weight. So it's it's probably not just purely on a day to day execution, just just maximizing number of decisions. Or you might go, you might put all your eggs into the basket of little, little decisions that don't generate much in the way of revenue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think, you know, there are bigger decisions that people make and, and obviously, uh, you know, a mortgage is a pretty big decision in someone's life. Um, probably the most expensive thing that most people will buy in their lives um, would be a house, right? Um, or, you know, an apartment or somewhere to live, their home. Um, and, 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 you know, maybe there's a car as well, but I think they're pretty big decisions and, and you should take some time and you should, you know, invest the energy to, to, to get that into a, into a, you know, a, a, get a good deal on that because it can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Yep. 
No, that that makes a lot of sense. So let's look at now going back to this customer from kind of the very first time that they discover Finder to where now they're using it to drive a lot of their decisions. What does what does kind of that journey look like? Starting with how how do most customers find uh, Finder today? Most of them, you know, come through you know some sort of content. Um, um, I'd say today um, or some sort of um, paid media, whether that's a, a, a banner ad, a, an Instagram post, a, a YouTube ad, or a, uh, every single internet channel that there is, we've probably bought some ad space on it. Um, we also do, um, these days, we do a lot of above the line media in Australia, you know, radio, TV, uh, we sponsor the football, um, you know, it's, it's, it depends on the country, right? But in, in the US and the UK, we're not at that level today. Um, but I do see us sort of, you know, evolving to there eventually. Um, it just takes time. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it comes back to our old school days of internet marketing. You know, you start off with the, the, the performance channels and you move up to the branding and awareness channels eventually. And, and that's kind of been our approach. You know, maybe it's not the right one. It's just maybe we're a bit old school. But, um, you know, I think that's that's sort of where I started and, and that's what we believe in. No, I think that um, who knows what the right approach is, but it sounds right to me. Um, so it sounds like, it, you know, initially, even if it's with with content and I assume somewhat, even if it's paid media, that it's it's tied to some type of intent that you know that they have. Is it or or are you doing even just like impulsive hoping that you intercept somebody when they might be looking for a mortgage, even, even if you don't necessarily know anything about their intent? You know, I, I think there is definitely some um, um, intents and some uh, very high-level ones that we've experimented with and we keep experimenting with. It's just, it's just much harder and we're mastering that. I don't know if we're experts at it yet, um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's an evolution um, that we've been working on. I, I think, you know, we're much better when it's closer to one of our intents. Um, but, you know, it's like with everything, Sean, you know, we're, we're every day in, in a small way, we're trying to get better. And, and, and we've always seen, you know, if we can start from very generic awareness and boil that down all the way to, to understanding and unpacking someone's, you know, ultimate decisions and, and intents that they want to go and achieve, hopefully we can be there and hopefully they remember us and, and in some small way, I think starting to build those products and services, which keep reminding them and bringing them back to, 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 to ultimately go and, and make a good decision in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it sounds like probably the activation though would be kind of the first, first decision that they make using the platform. Would, it, would, would you say that's kind of the, the aha moment? I think it's part of it. I think it's, it's when, you know, after they get the product and after they tell their friends about what they did and how they got to that situation, you know, I think that's when, you know, you're an expert and you've learned something and you've told someone else about it. That's that, and in our case, it's not so much they refer necessarily to the product. They go, here's what I learned and this is how you can do it too. So it's, it's a bit different in that sense because we're, we're, you know, we're much more of an education platform. Um, it's the same, I think it's the same idea. It could be, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's, it's more, we, we, you know, people share the ideas that they get from Finder and then that leads them to, um, you know, go, ah, that's how that works. Ah, you know, that's what a revert rate is or that's what a HELOC does or this, this is what an ETF means or like, ah, I get that now. And then that leads them to, oh, okay, now I know how to make a decision about the, you know, the question I had in my life. Okay, so so your content is is to the point where it's it's providing so much kind of information and value that there's there there may be an aha even in the content itself. Yeah. Okay, and then and then how do you go from there to actually get that habit dialed in that that over time that that they start to know I, I'm going to come to Finder when I'm looking for anything because I'm going to find the information that I need to make a good decision. You know, I think we've mastered that. Um, yet, and it's going to take a long time to do that in some of, you know, in the US and the UK. Um, I think in, in any country, um, I'm, you know, I think Google holds a pretty 
I don't know if this is, you know, I'll just say, I think a solid monopoly on searching for intent. Right? Um, and, 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 and so I think that's going to be very hard to change and it's pretty baked into humanity. I think that answer to that, but is, you know, I think today, um, you know, the, the map maker is getting paid more than the actual um, um, map itself, right? I think Jeff Bezos talked about that as well. Is right now, you know, all the money is going to, to to the person who tells you where to go and look for something else, as opposed to people just going straight there. And eventually, that's going to change, right? And eventually, people are going to skip that and just go straight to it. Like, you know, I think when you're going to look for a flight, you, you tend to go direct to certain places, and it just takes time. Yeah, yeah. It's a time thing, Sean. Right. Even the same thing, like with Crunchbase or something. If I'm going. For specific company information, it's usually structured, and I know it's it's got all the pieces of information I need, and that's that'd be an example of something where I would skip over Google to get to that information. But a lot of times, Google's going to be the starting point to to get to you know start starting a, a search for anything. If you've got intent, Google's Google's the arbiter of intent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but then I do see you know as as you talked about with the app how that the app has the ability to start to create intent. So it, it can identify a problem. You're paying too much on this card or you're paying too much on, on this, uh, you know, telephone or whatever it might be that, um, that by kind of prompting someone that, that, that ultimately it feels like that, that your journey ideally would be leading people to the app so that you, you have that kind of built in, um, built-in intent creation that the app could could provide because it's a it's it's helping to educate people that there's some additional ways to save money that they may not have even known to seek yeah i think you're right you know i I think we 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 could probably uh you know that world is going to take a long time to build and and we're on our our pathway there And, and i could be wrong on it but you know it's just this is my thesis of where i think the world's going and, and you don't know, right? You know, so I, I couldn't tell you if that's going to work. But, um, you know, uh, we're up for making mistakes and learning from them and adapting and changing. And there's a, there's a massive graveyard of failed ideas in Finder. And we celebrate every single one of them. Um, and, um, but they, they, were the, they were the seeds that bore us, you know, the trees and the, and the, and the, and the pillars that exist today. Right. Now, that reminds me of like, uh, skiing or surfing if you're not if you're not falling down you're not getting better because you're not pushing yourself hard enough so you got you got to have a few failures in there or you're not really kind of pushing the limits of the model so it it makes a, a, a lot of sense that you uh you don't know exactly where you're going to end up with it and i think even this idea that the that the app can start to identify needs that the person may not know they that they have it's only going to be for categories where they already have an existing solution and you can help them find something better. But it, but it seems like Finder extends well beyond sort of, uh, you know, you may have four or five financial instruments and and that Finder could could help you add a lot more that that could potentially be beneficial for you. So um, do, you, do you foresee a time where, where it potentially is only the app and the rest of it is not there? Or do you see them being more interdependent? They're directly, they have to be connected. I think that's the, the future, right? I think you'll always have the desktop um, internet browser audience. I think the new generation is probably going to be app focused. I think they, that's the way they see their world. They just see, uh, they grew up with um, being on their Facebook app and they switched to their Instagram app and now they're going to switch to their Finder app. Yep. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. Well, this is amazing. It's uh, I'm I'm really impressed with where you've gone and the and the kind of flexibility with where you where you potentially see yourself going. Um, but I, I I agree that it's it's really it's impossible to have the absolute clear road signs because it's going to be a little bit of trial and error as you as you go along the way to get there. Um, but I, I like to end with one last question, uh, which is. What do you feel like you understand about growth now that you may not have understood even a couple of years ago? I think that I imagined uh, growth to be very straight line um, and and formulaic. I kind of also then evolved that thinking to, you know, oh, it's trial and error. And then now I think I have a slightly even more hybrid view where 
I think you need to make a, 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 a different size investment into that initial trial where it may be actually be a bigger trial um, than, you know, than a very, very small one. I, I think I was very binary and I'd only t- try very, very small um, tests and experiments in the beginning. And that's probably a factor of capital um, and confidence and, and experience in the world. Um, and, and, but I think the, the, the process is the same, you know, it's a trial and error, but I think there's a, there's probably, I didn't realize that you can dial up that initial investment and dial it down and gain a lot, just as much information, if not more, but you can also, um, gain a lot more ground and in result and insight if you make a bigger splash in the start. Um, whereas, um, I didn't realize that the, I, I kind of didn't realize those were the planes and those were actually perfectly feasible and, and valid approaches to innovation and growth. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. I, I definitely, it, it is an interesting evolution that, that experimentation tends to be a kind of becomes part of the culture of a company and, and, and actually starts to, to get a little addictive. It's, it's, it's fun to run that experimentation, but that it, uh, I, ideally, it leads to bigger and bolder experiments that um, that have that potential to really provide a step change in the business to take things to the next level. Um, obviously, with big bold experiments comes more risk too, so there's a little bit more um, little little bit more to balance there. But uh, this has been fascinating. So thank you so much, Fred, and I really appreciate you opening up and explaining everything that's going on there. And to the audience, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much. for listening to the breakout growth podcast please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and while you're at it subscribe so you never miss a show until next week